0: Welcome to the Millennial Pastor Podcast. I'm today's episode's host, Josiah, and I am joined by, with, I'm interviewed, I don't know what I'm going to call this. We're together, right, John Wren? You and are I are together. together, reunited, and it feels so good. Feel so like good. You got to sing a song. So let's let's just get at it. You you did a thing. You've been the guest host for for a bit. Tell me a little bit about what your season's about for those of you that maybe haven't listened at all. What, what was this last season about?
1: Yeah, we've been just focusing on uh, I mean one the 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 reality of young pastors leaving the denomination, specifically evangelical, even more specifically right Church of the Nazarene, of what do we do with young pastors leaving the church um, and and but but I really wanted to as 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 you first asked me of what, to host a season as I was thinking about that, I really wanted to not be the classic millennial and just be complaining right uh uh because that's not necessarily my story with the church and so i wanted to um find others like me who have had older pastors um not that mike ford is that old but a uh uh he'll appreciate that he pre- <laughs> um had an older pastor who invested in them and gave them opportunity um and and you know as i said surely there's others like me um, who have, who have remained in the church. And, and so I just wanted to ask the question of why, why are you still here? You know, what made you decide? And my, I guess my, my hypothesis, uh, was they remained because someone invested in them, right? Some of them, someone said yes to them along the road. Um, and so that was, that was what I sought to kind of look for, um, just find good, powerful stories, of where young pastors are doing cool things um, in the church of the Nazarene specifically, but even broader than that, yeah well, and you
0: did something unique that's never been done on our podcast, which was you interviewed the the millennial pastor, but then you did a follow up interview with the millennial pastor and yeah. their mentor
1: yeah yeah and 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 that's what I wanted to highlight is uh, you know, I think you know, I think a lot of Millennials and even a lot of older pastors they see a divide of um, you know us versus them right even even in the age gap um, and a lot of older people in general just think millennials and younger gen Zs and stuff are are wanting just to do their own thing and they don't want to intermingle and don't want to talk and don't want to collaborate um, so I wanted to highlight that of no younger people actually I think really enjoy working with people who bring wisdom and age and experience to the conversation. It's just when that collaboration happens in a positive way uh, versus a, you know, top-down model or authoritarian or whatever it is. Um, But just seeing each other as, hey, we're in this together. The church has changed. It's not, it's not, you think church is this way and church must be this way for me. Um, Yeah. And so trying to, you know, do, to pull that out of what mentorship looks like, what um having someone that can give opportunity and speak into that life, and um you know I appreciated having uh Derek Taylor on because he not only had someone he invested in but he it's kind of you know uh living this life of helping others uh, be coached right through the point Loma stuff um and coaching is different than mentoring but um you know but he's he's someone who's who says this this is the only way ahead I think to keep the future of the church alive and and those things, so so that was good yeah
0: i I found it interesting. there was a tension i I thought about how I would do it, and you did it far better than me, so kudos <laughs> no. you started every episode with what did you say earlier millennials complaint you 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 started off every episode with something that could perceivably have yeah. been dangerously close to well, if I said it, people would say you're complaining, even though all you did was you were reading stats, yeah right yeah. and and all season, John and I had talked about this. We wanted to understand the actual statistical data, what was actually going on within our denomination, how many millennials there were in ministry, how many X, Gen X uh, boomers were in ministry, and how many we've lost over the years and yep. decades. Millennials now have potentially been in professional ministry, paid ministry for two decades. Mm-hmm. How many are still around, right? That's the, that's the okay. question. And I can say... I I don't think this will cause any issues. I've tried to find out those numbers. I've sent emails to all the people. I've I've gone to the the to the source in our denomination. I haven't got any responses yet, which yep. is unfortunate. I was trying to get that for this podcast, but at the beginning of every episode you kind of laid it out saying, Hey, guess what? We're not replenishing our ranks. Um that's yeah. kind of an issue.
1: Yeah, it exactly. And and yeah, we can we can hear those statistics in and we should be concerned i mean it is um we can look at it in just despair at the future ahead and and say well everyone's leaving no one's here so um i should just leave too or or whatever it is um and and it, it, i mean it's important to note too that that the church of the nazarene is not the only one right it when you look kind of broader at the evangelical movement um they're all in the same exact boat uh it's not unique to us And um, and even I think even larger in Protestant uh, Christianity they see a similar thing not as it's not as as dramatic Um, but evangelicals specifically seem to be having a hard time with older pastors hanging on perhaps too long um, and younger pastors not not giving opportunity to step in and I you know I and I don't know that that is the problem I don't know that it's it's uh older pastors putting their feet down and saying no to young leaders because they don't want to retire or whatever it is. I think that's part of the problem, um, but a lot of it too is millennials are just leaving like right we're not willing to stick it out i you know I was just talking to a younger pastor um, here in in Bakersfield he he had left an older church um, he was their worship leader was kind of volunteer unpaid um you know, but on staff and all the expectations and those things, right? Of sure. course. Uh, <laughs> and um, his pastor said, "Look, you need to leave because I'm leaving, and this church is, you know, basically this church is toxic, and you need it's time to go." Um, and so he found a church here in Bakersfield and um, that had opportunity and 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 those things. And uh, and he's talking to me of, um, "Hey, how have things been going at First Church? What it's what, what has it been like?" And um, you know, and he kind of has dreams of of being a lead pastor one day. Um but he uh you know he sees all the struggle and the pain that, that is that has happened um uh for for a lot of young pastors he's known. Um I mean in our, our journey at first church has not been bad. Um you know it's it's we're still new in it right? and we're still getting used to that. But it's you know he's he's seeing he's seeing the, the, the problem ahead of, um, where, where's the church going? Where's, what is my place going to be? Um, and, 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 you know, even now he's still part-time and uh, doesn't have the place for it. And, and so it's, it's just that choosing to stay for us millennials is, is really important. Um, I, I, I tell you lost where I was going, but now I know where I'm going with it. Cho- <laughs> You can edit. You can edit my train out here, Joseph. No, we're gonna leave it. It's gonna. Uh, be good. Dang it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, choosing to stay is the important part, and this is what I was telling him. Um, I remember uh, after I said this to him, and reflected back. I'm like, man, that was those, those were some wise words. Uh, <laughs> Surpri- um, you surprise yourself. Huh? I surprised myself. Yeah. No, I said. I told him. I said, you know, the problem. The problem I'm seeing is every pastor I know they go to a church and it's hard and things happen and in a year and a half they leave right uh the average tenure of most pastors of the pastorate just in general right is like 2 years um you know i i've studied a lot on cha- of cultural change um, not just specifically the church but organizations institutions i've done a lot of coaching with that and um and all sorts of stuff and and they say it takes 8 years to change culture um and so, if pastors are leaving in two years, maybe we're generous and say four. They're only halfway um, to even starting to change the needle um, of of the problem that's ahead. And so, you know, we're eight years out from any sort of positive change to begin with. And we bail at two years and start fresh. We bail at two years and start fresh, right? And um, yeah, we find ourselves with no new leaders, no new, uh, no new young blood and um and we wonder why we're here um i don't know
0: but there's obviously you know there's every story is unique there's stories of folks that just they needed to leave because the situation was untenable Absol- they absolutely can't, they yeah. can't afford to live off of the meager salaries that yada yada yada
1: um yeah. but but well, in, I- yeah in in your story Josiah, i mean is is that story right of of there's one there's one thing to say I'm going to stick with it and power through and push through and do what's necessary. Um, and for my own sake, you know, my own health, right. My own safety or whatever it is. Um, I have to, I have to leave. That's different. Um, you know, it's the, it's the, the pastors who, you know, or whatever it is, right. We get into it and we have a couple board members leave or whatever it is. We, we yeah. hit that first. There's adversity. Conflict. Yeah. Yep. There's adversity and then,
0: then disengagement
1: yeah. and, and the, Culture we've created in church tells it well. It's the pastor who needs to change, not the church. And so the pastor's mm-hmm. driven out or pushed out. Um, and I mean, and I was told there. that yeah. that bo- I was told by board members, "I was here before you. I'll be here after you're right. gone." <laughs> right? No, exactly, exactly. And 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 that is especially I think especially evangelical churches. That is the narrative that churches have is they'll just outlive the pastor because they have and they will. Um, you know, and so the only way we can begin to one change that culture is, and I'm not saying we should be a pastor led church. I'm not saying because uh, that's not healthy either. But it's how do we how do we just create a space where we can really work together, right? And it's not about position and authority and and power and all that kind of stuff. Because especially mill- millennials, Gen Zers, and younger, we don't want that, right? We're not about that.
0: Um, they're not going to respond positively to what exactly. you keep calling the top down, which is fascinating because we were. We had hopes. I don't know how much you want to tell us about this. We had hopes to have a season finale that wasn't just you and me reflecting on. Hey, that was fun to talk about this. Yeah. But how much can you tell us about what you were trying to pull off and whether we can expect it to happen still or not?
1: Yeah, you know, it, in these conversations, it was my plan was, you know, yeah, let's just find you know six six young millennial pastors and six mentors, and that'll be our season. And the more I got into it, I saw. I saw kind of reoccurring things come up of you know you know it's this is more than just this is more than just the local pastor and their their people they're mentoring and and vice versa. There's a bigger systemic issue and change that of course is part of this, and we find ourselves in systems and structures that aren't bad, right um you know part of what I'm trying to do is celebrate that we're a part of the Church of the Nazarene and we have things in place, and within that comes um bureaucracy and polity and, and, and layers and leadership and all that stuff. And we usually use those in, in, in negative ways, um, but they can be, be good, right? They can be powerful. There's a reason I'm in the, in a denomination because I appreciate the, the, um, accountability it brings and, um, and the unity and all those things. And so, uh, the goal was to, and still is to sit down with some denominational leaders, and just say, I know you guys are aware of this problem, right? What What are you doing? Or what do you see the future of your denomination look like? Um, and so I've, yeah, the, the hope is we're going to get um, uh, um, a couple uh, denominational leaders in the Northwest together, um, the Assemblies of God and uh, Church of the Nazarene and um, uh, Foursquare, I think he is. Now, oh no, free, free Methodist—that's what—that's the denomination. Uh, Those—they're three leaders who are friends uh, they're in the Northwest, which is cool, and they meet regularly, and um, and wanted to get them together and just say, uh, because I know there are conversations they're having together of what do you guys think this looks like moving forward, right? What's the answer to this problem? Um, and then and then I want to get a couple just Ds's across the nation from from the Naz Church and. And say same thing, right? Of what are what what have you guys seen working well and um what have you been able to do to incentivize this and push this or or maybe do you even see this as a problem, right? I mean, um maybe they're I, I don't think they're unaware, but um yeah, just to see, you know, it, it, it gr- growing up my dad would always say the phrase, uh, speed of the leader, speed of the team. Uh and I mean, I don't know how many times he said it, like he just it always drilled it into me. Usually he was saying it when he was frustrated with his boss um, and, and, uh, and those things. But it, there is something to it. Um, you know, millennials, we push against authority, not because we don't respect authority. We push against authority because we question why they have authority often, right? Um, authority isn't given just because I have a position, but authority is earned and, and, and should be trusted. Um, and often that authority has been used uh, and to go against trust right, that we've placed. And so um, I, know, I know without a doubt the DSs that we have in our, our districts are there for a reason. Um, you know, I've gotten to know quite a bit of them, and, um, and they're all wonderful people. Um, you know they love the Lord and they're they're trying to serve at their district the best they can and um and a lot of frustration that I've seen from pastors when it comes to their leadership is um they just haven't been able to get to know them right or there hasn't been open channels or uh they don't feel like they can right because of some of the expectations and those things and so I wanted to just open those conversations to see what what vision they've had for the future of the church and um, what they've been able to accomplish or not accomplish, and um, yeah, just looking. So our, you know, the goal is, you know, if 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 you know the Church of the Nazarene schedule, uh, we're pushing into uh, what we call District Assembly season, and it's the end of our church years, and that pushes up through through June and and those things, and so uh, surprise surprise, nailing a district superintendent down uh, is difficult, and and my life has been crazy with. Uh, the passing of a couple of my family members and all sorts of stuff. So it's been, it's been nuts, but we're hoping to wrap up the season here. Um, in the coming weeks when we're able to schedule calls with all of them and um, looking forward to those conversations and what's to come in the, the release of the final episodes here of of our time together
0: well and for our listeners that's what our intention was is to bring some of these actually during your season which is yep. why astute listeners will notice that we didn't have an episode last week well, um and so away. we had some fillers we had some backup plans uh, i only could fill one episode and i'm like we're just gonna take a break but this is the explanation, and this is yep. what we look forward to, hopefully having to offer our listeners in the future is the wrap up conversations. So we'll just keep it with your same season number. Um, we'll just add add the season number and episode in the future at some point, whenever you're yep. able to have these conversations, and we get them, edit them, upload them, do yep. all of the things you do with podcasts. But yep. in general, I've greatly appreciated your willingness to steer the ship for a while. I hope you enjoyed your
1: time. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm still waiting for the check. You promised me. Oh yeah. I'll
0: talk to my interns about that. Um, <laughs> I'll make sure like we get our interns on that, but, <laughs> but yeah, for real, thanks so much for bringing these stories to light. These are, again, my goal is to get people on the podcast that I would have never heard stories of before. And yeah. you have accomplished that in a very, very simply, that's been accomplished, but also in a bigger picture, this whole conversation around, Mentorship, retaining young pastors; those are things that, those are those are significant conversations we need to be having. So I thank you for bringing them to our attention.
1: Yeah, and I think I thank everyone for for listening. And uh, and you know I've gotten a lot of good feedback and, and comments about the future of the church. And, and and I hope you know I hope I hope you walked away being inspired about the future of the church for once. Um, and 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 not just I mean there are things that should cause us to worry. Um, but it should propel us to to change right uh to to stay within the system and say you know the church of the nazarene is better because of us wanting to push through the muck and the mess cuz there will be and there always will be um you know there's there's higher there's higher things here that we're trying to achieve um and, uh, and and not to not to push shame on those who have left uh i know lots of my friends have left and i i think it was probably the best thing for them right um you know, the Church of the Nazarene is not not the Church, uh, nor it should be, uh, nor should it be. And so, um, but for those who really do believe in our theology and doctrine, um, and not unilaterally, right, not completely, but for those who say, I do think this is one of the better understandings of the Church. Then, yeah, we have to we have to be willing to have these conversations because if we can't have civil conversations and be willing to say, maybe I don't agree with that article of faith, or or maybe this isn't the right way. Um, if we can't have those conversations, then, then we can't really be a denomination, right? We can't really be a place that's safe and, and trusting. Um, and so, yeah, I was just excited to be able to have, have some of these conversations to say, yeah, the future is bright um, if we we're able to wrestle and, and see what leaders are doing and give opportunities for those who, who haven't been able to have them. So for
0: our listeners, look forward to the final wrap up conversations with John Wren. He will pop up on your podcast timeline at some point in the future. We're going to make sure I'm pretty sure I can do this. We're going to make sure it's the same season number. So in the future, you can find all of John Wren's season on mentoring under the same season number, which what season were you? I'm totally forgetting right now. Uh, season eight, season eight, John seven Wren seven or something. No season eight. I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh <laughs> but, but, be sure to stay tuned. We'll make sure it, it hits the podcast airwaves as soon as we receive it. And we'll put it on all of the social medias as well. And um, if,
1: if Josiah is not able to do it, I, I do want everyone to openly accost him. Uh, yeah, feel free. That, I mean, that sounds great. Um, love love the conversations,
0: John. I appreciate your time at the helm and for giving me time and your, your schedule to sit down and have a wrap-up conversation about uh, guest hosting this podcast. I do have a little teaser Um, next season starts next month and it's all about disability theology, which is a a subject that I am wholly unaware of. And I learned so much. We've already recorded a bunch of the uh, interviews I've, I've helped. I'm mostly just running tech, but I've been a part of most of these conversations. Um, But that's as much as I'm going to say, because I need to do the, the final recording for the introductions and all that stuff with next season's guest host but whether folks like it or not you might hear me chime in every now and then with questions (laughs) that kind of uh make it clear how much i did not know about what i didn't know about disability theology so all right my man hey thanks so much for the time um thanks for for all you've done bringing these stories to light and i appreciate your contribution to this podcast (laughs) thanks for that All right. This has been the Millennial Pastor Podcast. Uh, I've been today's episode's host, Josiah, and we had John Wren. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.